Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Real Forno Show. We are three days away. Yes, from the time of this recording started, we are just 72 hours and 54 minutes away from the Carolina Panthers officially going on the clock. And we have a lot to talk about, including Vikings potential moves. Aaron Rodgers is finally gone and more here on The Real Forno Show. Welcome to The Real Forno Show, managing editor of the USA Today's Vikings Wire, betting and college football analysis for the Fantasy Points website, publisher of Substack Run and Shooter, host of The Good, The Bad, and The Hungry on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network as well as a founding member of Vikings First and Skull. Welcome. 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 This is a great day here in the land of Minnesota. And, Dave, Aaron Rodgers is gone. Oh, it's, it's a banner day. Now, for the first time in seemingly forever, Dave, the Vikings will not be facing a future Hall of Fame quarterback in the land of the Green Bay Packers. Now, things could change. We hope. (laughs) Things could change. And Jordan Love could be that guy. But we're going to go off the premise that he's not because we haven't seen anything that say he's going to be that guy. And if he is, that's just going to be the beginning of my joke arc. But welcome to the Real Forno Show. We're going to talk about a lot of things today. And since it's the biggest news, let's talk about this uh, Aaron Rodgers trade. It's a complicated one. The Packers trade Aaron Rodgers, number 15, and a fifth-round pick to the Jets. In return, the Jets send pick 13, pick 42, a sixth-round pick, and a conditional second next year. Here's the conditions. Rodgers has to play 65% of the snaps. So if Rodgers get hurt, Gets hurt like week six. It's only a second, and it's not uh, a first round pick. So basically, the Jets gave up the base value of like a first and a second pick round pick uh, to go and get Aaron Rodgers to try and propel them to a potential Super Bowl run. Is that too much? That's a debate. But I think both sides got what they wanted. They neither side got screwed. Um, you could. Uh, David in the chat saying uh, Jets overpay. I think the Jets pay, got out of here doing pretty well. I don't think it's an overpay at all. Um, I think it's honestly a good price considering what you're getting. Um, I don't really have any issues with it. Um, how do you feel about it, Dave? I think the whole deal reeks of desperation on both sides. But uh, other than that, I'm glad he's out of the division and I don't care anymore. We don't play the Jets if I remember correctly. So too bad. Yeah, um, it kind of is what it is. Uh, Look, thank goodness. Thank goodness, Dave. I'm I'm so Now, that wasn't the news Uh, I was expecting you to talk about. And what what news would that be, Dave? The big news of the day. What is the big news of the day if it's not Aaron Rodgers being rid of the NFC North? The big news of the day is Forno with Thor, now has his own show on Purple Daily, going to have to add that to the intro, called Purple Daily on Draft. So grab your beer, Stein, when you're wanting to talk college prospects with two of the best in Minnesota, you go to Purple Daily for on Draft. Yes, it. I'm not going to lie, I'm very excited for it, Dave. This is... It's something you and I have been talking about, and this opportunity kind of got put into my lap. I've wanted to do a Vikings-centric NFL Draft podcast for some time. And now it's finally the opportunity to do so. This is going to be a lot of fun, and I cannot wait to see how this continues to grow and develop. Um, And nobody better to do it with than Thor, who just dropped the Thor 500. Yes, the Thor 500, 500-player 500 big board with comps. 
um, athletic testing, all that stuff. Um, really, really good. Um, yes, uh, this is this is I great. I took you um, off guard. <laughs> that's that's okay. Um, it, it it is big news, but Aaron Rodgers being gone from the NFC North is <laughs> look him. I get careless. <laughs> oh, hey, look, the Vikings uh, don't have to deal with them anymore in the NFC North. That is massive, Dave. But if you're if you're joining us tonight, thank you very much. I am Tyler Allman, the Rambling Man, as Anthony said in the comments. Look, I have the beautiful hair. It it just is what it is. That's what happens when you, your dad's side is 100 percent Norwegian. It's it's good stuff. Is that um, what it is? But we have a well, yeah. That's why it's blonde and beautiful. Oh, see, not mine. That receding hairline and lost hair over years. Mm-mm. That comes from my side of the family. So, or both sides. But the glorious beard that comes from my my mother's side, grandfather. He was the one that taught me, if you can't grow it on top, grow it on the bottom. Yeah. Um, that's, that's actually a really good point. Um, I'm lucky enough where I can grow it on top. It's and the bottom. I know. Yes. We're all jealous. Oh, the, the bottom, like, I don't know. Does it grow on the bottom? Sure. But it's not like, I don't know. It's, it exists. But um, Hey, we've deviated enough so far tonight. Let's get into your first. Uh, topic you wanted to talk potential trades because it's come out today there are about three that have hit the viking sphere within the last few days and they're sort of crazy let's talk about the one you wrote about yesterday on vikings wire Mm -hmm. um okay so here's the thing with uh these trades dave we can talk all we want, and I've done a lot of that talking, talking about how the Vikings should try to trade up to three, all that stuff. That doesn't mean it'll happen, and here's what I mean by that. It takes two to tango. Because it takes two to tango, that means you have to have another team willing to take you up on that trade offer. It's that simple. Like The Vikings could try all they want to go up to three, but all the Cardinals have to do is say, no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't. I don't need to be there. That's fine. Um, Odie is being a little turkey butt. He's hanging out in the back corner. Um, uh oh, he's got some plastic in his mouth. Dave, hold on a second. I got to grab. Okay. It. And the one I was referring to was the one that came from. I think it was the draft Odie. network where the Vikings maybe ones trying to make a trade with the Houston Texans at number two. To select Mr. Will Levis out of Kentucky. I went in and that one made me shake my head. So I went in and looked deep dived into Will Levis to see if there's something I missed. Now, his last year was decent. There's nothing wrong with that. He's got an arm. He can supposedly throw a ball 80 yards. Wow, that's fantastic. Reminds me of Jeff George. Um, But his previous season, he was outstanding. Whether he can translate that to the NFL, we don't know. His Vegas stocks are going up. But us trading with Houston at number two, I can't see how that deal could be done, whether Houston wanted to or not. That would cost literally an arm and a leg, and I don't know how they would pull that one off. But you wrote about it yesterday. Tell us. Okay, so it's an interesting trade, right? The uh, If you want to do it, it's a lot. And <laughs> sorry, I'm... Give me a second to catch my breath. My dog got a piece of plastic in his mouth. and You wanted to save the life of your dog. Got it. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Will Levis. One, if you're making that trade, 
It better be for Stroud or Richardson. If you're making that trade for Levis, I think it's a mistake. Levis has the widest range of outcomes of any of these top four quarterbacks. He has a high ceiling. He also has a low floor because of the issues he has, especially with um, playing under pressure, um, the inconsistency you have of him working within rhythm. But he's got talent. He really does. Um, going up to two for him with those guys still on the board, I think is a massive mistake. And you'd have to give up the farm to go get him. Now, I do like the idea of trading up into the teens. Just give up next year's one. Go up to like 14. Go get Richardson, Stroud, Levis, your pick, whoever's there. Not, I repeat, not Hendon Hooker. I'm not falling for that psyop. I'm just not. Um, <laughs> look, at the end of the day here, Dave, it's – no, I'm not falling for that psyop. Um, Hendon Hooker's just not it. He, he is not it. He's never been it. And if you trade up for um, – if you trade up for Will Levis, you – or Henning Hooker, so I'm sorry, uh, you're fired. I'm done. No. <laughs> you are no. done. The The thought process of getting a quarterback early, I like that idea. Uh, but you've got to, you've got to make sure it's right. It's, I said to you this morning, uh, the clip of the quote that was in your story yesterday. How to measure a man's ball size without actually measuring the man's ball size. If Quasi goes up and makes a trade to number two to get whomever, you got to imagine that they're using a yardstick to measure his mm-hmm. because that seems absolutely wild that he would do that and and gamble, and it would be a gamble, his entire career on it because do you think he'd get a second chance? You know, hey, you just made the biggest bus pick in the world or the you know least effective. You're probably never going to be a GM again. So it's, it's um, we'll find out. It is, uh, <laughs> it's, it's going to be exciting come Thursday. That's for sure. Yeah, it's uh, yes, Colin. Colin. It's it's gonna be great on Thursday. I cannot, I cannot, um, be great. Or sorry, I cannot wait. I'm Odie needs to stop beating plastic. <laughs> All right, well, let's get back on track. Something I want to talk about as well is Peter King. Uh-huh. Now, Dave, you and I have been reading Peter King for a long time. Yes. Well, legendary Sports Illustrated. Legendary Sports Illustrated columnist. And now he works for NBC. And he releases a column every Monday called Football Morning in America. And it's basically the same as his Monday Morning Quarterback article that now Albert Breer has taken over. Here's the thing with uh, Peter King. The man is plugged in. He has Hendon Hooker as the fourth quarterback off the board at pick 12 to the Texans says the Texans have done a lot of work on hooker on top of that, Dave, he has, there was Minnesota a Vikings joke there that just went. anyways, what go I, ahead. What did I do? They've done a lot of work on the Texans have done a lot of work on hooker. I can think of oh, at least a former quarterback who was accused of that. But anyways, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> The problem wasn't it wasn't hookers. He he treated massage therapists as them. Mm. Um, so the Vikings end up getting a quarterback at twenty three. Anthony Richardson. Um, Peter King says he believes the ceiling is at twenty or sorry at four, but nobody really knows what his floor is going to be. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how, what his draft stock looks like. But I almost guarantee you. If he falls within a certain range, and whatever that range the Vikings decide, I feel very confident in saying that they will be aggressive to try and trade up and get a quarterback if they start falling, any of the top four. 
Like, I don't know how high that range is going to be. Um, there are already rumblings that they're trying to aggressively go up into like the top five. I don't know if that's potentially the case as Odie's chewing on his bed. Now this dog is fun, man. I love my dog. Um, but I'd say 10 is probably the ceiling. Um, the realistic ceiling 10, eight to 10 is probably the highest they could probably get. I don't see a team in the top five being willing to move down to 23. I just don't. The package would be nuts. But that's well, still a long way to go. Included a trade as part of that. Then you might get that. Yes, we'll move team whatever. Yes, we'll move down and take your number twenty three, and we'll take Daniil Hunter as well. And you're allowed to trade up. If they're looking for a premier edge rusher, taking Daniil in a trade and moving down to 23 makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, here, here's kind of what I see. If the Vikings have a trade to go up into the top five, let, let's go with this hypothetical because that's the whole point of this show is to try and understand situations, okay? Let's say the Vikings have a deal to go up to three or five and they're going to get C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson. So let's, let's go with this hypothetical, okay? The Vikings have a trade worked out. I bet they talked to Kirk Cousins about getting rid of his no-trade clause, and they might have a deal worked out with, like, the San Francisco 49ers on contingency. So let's say the first deal goes through, and then they send Cousins to the 49ers and they get some of that draft capital back. Maybe it's a one or a two next year, um, potentially a little bit, and a three this year, okay? That's, that's doable. Get 99 and then either a first or second next year. I think that's that's definitely a trade that is realistic the Vikings could make. Um, it's There's so many variables here, Dave. And I the one thing I feel really confident about this draft is the Vikings are not going to pick at 23. I just don't believe they are. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Um they're either going to trade up and get that quarterback or they're going to trade back and get draft capital. Um, one of the two is going to happen. Which one it's going to be, it's probably going to be the latter. They're probably going to end up trading back into draft capital. But until those quarterbacks are gone, I'm not ruling out them going to get one. He was not on the staffs at the time. But his two mentors in this business as general managers were John Lynch and Andrew Barry. What did both of them do? Dave, they both traded the farm for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Because they both traded the farm for a quarterback, tells me that Quasi might have a similar mindset that than both of those guys. Will he? I don't know. We'll find out. But it's something that we have to keep in mind, and that's why we're having this conversation because it's coming out that they're trying to go up and get a quarterback. Um, but it's also hard to trade up. It really is. Um Mainly, Dave, because it takes two to tango. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few blue chip guys, and because of the quarterbacks, you might be able to get a blue chip guy at seven or eight, like Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, Jalen Carter. That's pretty appealing um, to those teams. Like, oh my gosh, I get a top defensive lineman uh, because these quarterbacks push them down the board. Okay, I'm in. Um, but. I'm really intrigued to see kind of how everything plays out. And we're going to be all on top of it. Vikingswire.com, Vikings First in School YouTube channel. Now, here's the thing. We're going to talk about this, and we're going to move on to our next thing. One, I greatly appreciate all of you listening. I know Dave feels the same. If you want our live draft coverage, here's what you have to do. You have to click like. You have to click subscribe and have those notifications on because we are going to be going live on a moment's notice to talk about this stuff. We will not have a live draft show this year. Being that we just started this channel, next year is the goal for that. But something to be ready for because we are going to be trying to get on, have these conversations with you as things happen. And we cannot wait for the draft and be able to talk ball with you in real time. Now, before we move on, Michael just put up Quasi's little gun shy after the 49ers lost all that on Trey Lance. Um, Possibly. Uh, That's quite possible. 
But out of all these, all this trade talk, I sent Tyler uh, videos yesterday of how the U.S. military uses smoke to uh, hide themselves and disorientate the um, the enemy, and they do it quite effectively. If this is a giant smoke show that's being encouraged, because the Vikings are staying silent, they're. They're allowing this. They haven't come out and said, no, <laughs> no, no, no. You know, we're sticking at 23 or whatever. Not that they would, but with all of the feelers that go out and all these different agents and agencies and reporters and all the different stuff talking about, well, the Vikings could do this. The Vikings could do that. We're hearing the Vikings are going to do this. We're hearing the Vikings are going to do that, blah, 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 blah. It may be the biggest smoke show you've ever seen by a GM. We just don't know. Um, we won't find out until Thursday night, most likely. Um, could stuff be announced before then? Yes, theoretically it could. But don't bet on it. And this this is interesting to me because we haven't seen this sort of discussion when it comes to your Minnesota Vikings in a long, long, long time. Because we never got it with Spielman. We knew who Spielman was going to take, right? It was simple. You knew who who fit his bill, who he was targeting, and most likely it was a cornerback in round one. Yes, all that sort of stuff. We knew that. So none of this, there was no real opportunities for this. And to me, I find it fascinating, and I hope everybody as fans does as well, and it gets your brain thinking, well, what would it take to move up to number two? take to move up to number three what if we wanted to move up with the eagles because that's been one that's been talked about a lot um anthony spielman is a cloud spielman did some good things and he did some not so good things but a the major thing with spielman is he let that deteriorate over the last few years with zimmer they didn't see eye to eye obviously and that was to the detriment of the team and of course to the disadvantage of us as fans. We wish that didn't happen. There's there's so many things that can happen Thursday, and that's why, to me, Thursday night's exciting. And we'll be here. I'll have Ecamm, which is what I use to stream with, up and running the whole night, and something happens. Tyler will hit the link, come on on, and we'll talk about it. And then at the end of Thursday night, and the end of Friday night, and at the end of Saturday's festivities, you'll get Tyler, myself, and Darren Campbell, my fellow old blogger, and we'll give you a wrap-up of what happened that day. And it should be exciting, because we'll find out what exactly the Vikings do. Did they make the right choice? Was it a huge smoke screen? Or was there truth to those rumors? We'll find out. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I, I missed a little bit of that because my dog, who has been neutered, decided to start humping his bed. And I apparently if if they start do, if they're doing that a few months after neutering, it, it can be somewhat of an issue. So Odie is just causing all kinds of problems today. Um but let's let's continue on with the show because um, I don't think anyone you of you want to hear about Odie humping. Um, Dave, <laughs> we are going to go to industry mock drafts this year. Okay, and I am going to pull up my mock draft tracker. And if you want to follow along, VikingsWire.com. Um, I released it earlier today. It is the mock draft roundup. We've had a lot of stuff stuff go up today, so Good. it kind of got buried a little bit. But here's the thing with the mock draft roundup: it is designed to um, what should we call it? Um, show what the industry has the Minnesota Vikings doing with mock drafts, and I'm I'm relatively selective on which mock drafts I include because I want to make sure I have mock drafts of individuals I believe are um, 
they put in the work and they're from qualified outlets. So I don't just pick anyone. I pick like the top echelon people because there are some that I don't believe to be super credible that, and I don't use those. I know I'm not going to straight up say who I do and don't use, but you know, the ones I use, it's like the ESPNs, the CBS, like the athletic, those are the ones I'm using. Um, well, so, when Arif was on last week, he even talked about when he does his consensus big board, he's real particular as to whose board he uses because he mm-hmm. doesn't want to use just Joe Schmoe's, even though Joe Schmo may have had fun making it. He doesn't want to use theirs because they they don't have the the mm-hmm. gravitas or the experience. Justin, or, Dave, Justin with a good point here. Good thing we didn't implement the Odie camp. Yeah, that would have been really, really weird to watch him just, <laughs> just pump, 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 pump away. Um, but I, I've been doing it for 16 weeks. So the first day I did it was January 1st. Mm-hmm. And the most mock drafts I've collected in a week have been the last two. Last week was 55 mock drafts. The week before was 42. I collected 436 individual mock drafts over 16 weeks. 54 unique players selected, Dave. We'll go through just the the top 10. Um, There are 18 players that have gotten at least double-digit picks. Um, Not one player has been mocked to the Vikings every single week. The closest one is Deontay Banks. Um, Mm -hmm. His first mock draft was week three, and um, he hit every single mock draft except for four total. Um, Cam Smith has only four weeks missed as well. Sorry, he has five. Um, Keely Ringo has four weeks missed. But yeah, it's it's been all over the place. Um, Gary, thank you for the kind words. Um, I appreciate that. And you know what? That was just the first episode. So if it was that good already, just imagine how good it's going to be when we get everything locked in. Um, top top players number one with fifty. Selections by the Minnesota Vikings. Deontay Banks, cornerback, Maryland. First, his first selection was the week of January 16th. Um, and that ended up being um, by Dane Brugler. And I've talked about it on the show. I asked him what games to watch, and boom. Uh, I watched him, and yeah, he was really good. Um, number two, USC wide receiver Jordan Addison. 33 times including a a single high for any one player so far in this draft class. Nine selections, nine analysts sent Jordan Addison to the Minnesota Vikings. Um, number three, South Carolina quarterback Cam Smith, really heavy early on. Um, in the last four weeks, he's only been mocked to the Vikings four times, kind of been considered like an afterthought. Um, of this cornerback class, it's the top three. And then it's like Deontay Banks, Emmanuel Forbes. Um, those are the guys that really get talked about. Cam Smith, he's really good. He's number four on my board as far as cornerbacks are concerned. And um, Odie, you're just such a dork. Um, he's he's still going to town. Fun stuff. Um, but Cam Smith, I, I think, is a really good football player. And there's a reason why he keeps getting mocked to the Vikings and around this spot. Mm-hmm. Um, number four. Um, a guy I don't like very much is Keely Ringo, cornerback, Georgia, 23 times. Um, good football player. I just don't think that he has um, what you what you want from a, from a cornerback that's going to be running this system. Um, he's He's got two stiff hips. He just does. Um, number five, Mississippi State corner Emmanuel Forbes. He's Gumby. Dave, he is Gumby. Um, I released an article, a little bit of a fun one, um, unique comps outside the realm of the of football. Gumby was my comp for Emmanuel Forbes. Um, that's kind of worrisome a little bit, uh, but the guy's got ball skills. He's got great straight line that speed. That you comped a player after a rubber toy? Claymation. Let's be, let's be fair here. He was clay. Well, it started out, yes. But yeah. – uh, um, when I was a kid, we could get toy Gumbies. Oh, I had a, I had a toy Gumby and Pokey when I was a kid. I loved Gumby. I watched him as like a five year old all the time. Um, he was awesome. Um, let's let's keep going here. Number six, 
TCU wide receiver Quentin Johnston, number three player on my board, available at 23. Um, he has been selected 20 times, um, including eight last week and four the week before. So he's kind of a late riser as far as the Vikings are concerned. Who's this again? Um, he will, Quentin Johnston, the TCU oh, wide your receiver. Heart throb. Oh, I love him. Um, on the all, uh, just missed the all Forno team. Um, but I do, I do love his tape because the all Forno team isn't just about being great and um, pro- projecting the NFL. It's about how much fun is this prospect for me to watch? And yeah, he was, he was the final cut. All right, so we have talked about the first six. Number seven, Joey Porter Jr., Penn State cornerback, 19 total times. Um, this guy has been very consistent. Um, only four weeks where he was not sent to the Vikings, including there were two times this past week in the latest rendition of the mock draft roundup. 19 total. Not, like, pretty good. Um, I, I think Porter could be G- drafted before it gets to us, though. I think Banks could go higher and Porter could be the one available at 23. Okay. And do I know that for certain? No. But Porter's the one of those top three that'll fall. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I think Downs and Gonzalez have separated themselves enough. Tied with him at seven, Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker. Uh, I, I don't like Hendon Hooker. Hey, um, there's really. a bunch of people that absolutely love him and think he could be the next. Great thing in the NFL that he has prerequisite uh, abilities Mm -hmm. and traits that he could be. Question is, will he? And part of that all depends on who selects who, right? You could be an upcoming quarterback coming out of college, but if you go to a team that doesn't foster growth of a quarterback, you could be ruined in you know, your first four years. Say if you went to the Mike Zimmer Vikings, obviously he didn't care for quarterbacks. And a lot of times you didn't get the development that you might have needed, per se. And there's a lot of teams that have all gone that way, where they'll draft some guy who has lots of promise, and then he just gets shell-shocked over the next few years, and he's done. Um, so... Part of its luck is what team you get, drafts you and who you go to and who is willing to mentor and foster your growth as you grow up. Now, we believe that Kevin O'Connell is that guy. That is one of the reasons why the Wilfs went and hired Kevin O'Connell, because we want to find that guy that can take the next quarterback and make him something special. So we'll find out. Yeah, it, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, here's the thing with the Hen and Hooker discussion: if they, if you have to ask yourself, do they share an agency with Hen and Hooker? Because a lot of the people that have been hyping him up um, share an agency with Hen and Hooker, CAA. So just be aware. All right, two guys tied for ninth, and that will round out the top ten. Ohio State wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba and Boston College wide receiver Zay Flowers. Both those guys, 19 times. Um, but neither one has been really a heavy favorite over the past couple of weeks. Zay Flowers five times uh, total over the last two weeks. Jackson Smith and Jigba one time each over the last two weeks. But wide receiver uh, has three players in the top 10 cornerback has five but some of the some of the thinking is a lot of with these early mock drafts is you're trying to fill needs and you're trying to put guys that make sense that doesn't necessarily mean it'll happen um you're going to see a lot more predictive style mocks that's going to um that's going to tell you about that oh my wife joined hi babe well welcome From to watching your first show i appreciate you um she down in florida right. She is down in Florida with her best friend. Um, my wife uh, has her 30th birthday next month, and her best friend just turned 30. So they're doing um, a girls they're doing a little girls' trip for their birthday. Um, so Good for them, they, they were they were snorkeling today. They had a little bit of fun. Um, all right, I want to answer before we get to our mock draft for the night, uh, Dave. And we're going to give me our final mock draft. So I'm going to try and be predictive as best I can. 
Um, see, I actually have to scroll up to get to the question. Um, uh, Colin Benson asks, do you think levels can be taught or learned to get an internal clock? Here's the interesting thing. I think he has an internal clock. He's just late to hit the snooze. And let me kind of explain my thought process here. He has reps where he he knows to get rid of the ball early. He knows that he can feel and sense pressure, so he gets rid of the ball. But he had such a porous offensive line. And um, on top of that, not only with the poor offensive line, but he didn't have great weapons, and he didn't have a great uh, scheme either to build with. You pair both of those up, and like that can hinder your internal clock. Um, I think that with more reps, with quality around him, I think he'll be better with that. I don't think he'll ever be great, but I think he, he will improve in that area, and it won't be as big of a concern. So that that's kind of how I view that, Colin. I hope that answers your question. If it doesn't, please feel free to jump back in the comments and let me know. I will... Um, I will expand on that, but I, I think it's not so much learning. It's being more consistent. It's something we talked about with Anthony Richardson. He already knows how to use great mechanics. He's nowhere near consistent with it. Get the consistency. You'll be fine. Now, we're three days away from the NFL Draft, Dave. It is time for our final Mock Draft Monday. Welcome to the Real Forno Show's Mock Draft Mondays. Who will the Vikings pick and who's your favorite choice? Here we are. Here we are. Here's where Dave's got to log in because he totally forgot about mock drafting tonight. Well, if that, if this one doesn't work because it's been really annoying for us, we can do PFF, and I'm fine with that. Well, we may have to, but let's find out first. Let's go. All right, while well, you get that loaded up, we got Joseph in the comments. Go for it. Make it happen. Draft a fully healthy franchise QB, uh, the new Vikings regime leading the team into the new era. Look, Joseph, yes. That's all we want. We want this team to be able to take it to the next level. And I cannot wait to see what happens. It's it's going to be fun. It's going to be really good. Yeah. And it looks like, looks like we got to go to PFF. Garbage again. He's a good boy, Odie. If I can get a good shot at him, I'll pick Odie up uh, for a nice little finale to mock draft Monday. But I gotta, I gotta loop him over so he's easy to pick up. Mm-hmm. Oh, buddy! Oh, and he, he made it impossible. So we'll wait for Dave. Listen, uh, I just want to say, hey, thank you guys for all I'll tuning in tonight. We're going to do this one final mock draft. It's going to be a fun one. And Dave, I still have a blurry screen. I have no idea why Ecamm is doing this to me. So I'm going to give us one more viewer on YouTube, I guess. Okay. (laughs) Um, Please, if you have not had the ability or done so yet, please like, comment, subscribe. This has been a fantastic month and a half for us continue to grow this channel and be great with it. Um, and your support means everything as far as continuing to grow this networking community. So thank you very much. Yep. Um, we're Dave, almost to 500 on our way to hopefully over 3000. So now we would love to hit 500 before the draft. Um, please help us get there. There's uh how many rounds? Seven. We're going to do the full gambit. Davey, that's interesting you say yours is blurry because I've got YouTube pulled up on my other monitor, and it, it looks great. 
Are you watching on YouTube? Or are you watching on Facebook? Um, all right, Dave, fire away. Let's get it Boom. rocking and rolling. On a big all right. Boom. We have three trades. Who's available? First off, well, let's go with a look at the trades. The chefs, they're wanting pick, or they're picked 31. And who we'd select from there, that would leave us in. I'll say this. Oh, Colin, thank you. That's that's very nice. Thank you for sharing sharing our stuff with your brother. Let's offer the Chiefs 23 for 31, their third-round pick, and let's see if we can get their fourth as well. Trade Perfect. accepted. This is what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to probably move down to the back end of the first round, maybe into round two for a team that has two second-round picks, but I think a three and a four is probably what you're looking at. Okay? All right, so now we kind of take a look at what the board looks like at 31. 31. This gives us our fifth-year option. Yep. All right, Anton Harrison, Will McDonald. Will McDonald maybe, but I'm I'm not sold on it. Um, Let's keep going, Dave. What else do we have? Reggie, we could have looked at all three options, but I think I'm trying to be the most realistic. I think this is the one, this is probably the spot where we would trade down, and I know the Chiefs are trying to trade up. So I I, I just kind of we're just kind of going there. Um, all right, so we got Felix Andudiki, Uzama, Jameer Gibbs. Let's keep scrolling, Dave. John Michael there Schmitz, we go, Mazda. John Michael Schmitz. Sorry, we're not taking a big round belly for the offense. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Um, Darnell Washington's an interesting one, but we are so loaded at tight end, not at this point. Josh Downs, it, Brian Brisset, um, both of those guys I would really consider taking your same with Cam Smith. Um, Steve Avila, Sam Laporta, Tyreek Stevenson, who I'm not quite that high on. Same with Tank Dell. Okay, so... To me, Dave, it's between three guys. Josh Downs, Brian Brisset, and Mozzie Smith. Now, I don't think Harrison Phillips is a true nose. So, and when you take a look at athletic upside, I think Mozzie has it in droves. Brian Brisset has it even more so, um, but he plays more of a five-tech. This defense needs a really good nose to thrive, so I think Mozzie is going to be a very intriguing option. Number one on Bruce Feldman's freaks list, and just a just an incredible, incredible athlete. Um, Downs is very intriguing as well, but I don't think the difference. I don't think the Vikings will view him versus the guys who can get a eighty-seven to be that big of a, a difference. So I'm going to kind of eliminate Downs here, and I think they're going to go interior of that defensive line. Um, and to me, it's between Mozzie Smith and Brian Brisset. I think, based on the surplus value, it's Brian Brisset. So that's who we're going to take here. I'm about to say, it should be Brisset, because they're going to want somebody that can play. Yes, Harrison Phillips can play notes. But when it comes to passing downs, they need somebody that can push and hopefully get it. Brian Brisset has that capability. And so I would think we get more value out of Brisset on a defensive interior than picking somebody that replaces Phillips on I think one that would that would more mean that you would just slide Phillips over to a three tech instead and then have Mozzie at the one tech nose. Um right. that's kind of what I would be thinking there. But I think Brisset just offers too much upside. This dude's a top ten pick if like he, he had some rough circumstances. Torn ACL in twenty twenty one, defensive coordinator leaves and then he also he had his little sister, 15-year-old sister, die this past year and never uh, missed the game. Like, there's a lot of reasons he didn't produce, but the athleticism is just too much to pass up. Yeah. So. Traverius, Brady, Hodges, Tomlinson. At this point, we're not going to trade back. Um, I actually think that the Vikings may try to, like, trade up if they see a guy that they really like. Um but 
especially because you can package like 87 and 119, get up to like maybe 75. Um, okay. There's the guy right there. It was uh, our guest last week talking about Corey Trice. And we just lost. <laughs> we just lost Tyler. I don't know what's happening up there in Minneapolis, folks, whether it's the internet or whether it's Odie chewing on his. That was weird. I didn't internet. click anything. You just said, thanks for joining. Um, well, you, you zipped off. Um, yeah. My selection at this pick is Corey Trice. Trice is interesting. I want to see who else is on the board to see if there's anyone else I value over Trice. Trice is a big guy, but I'm not sold on him to the point where like Brett Coleman is. So I, I want to at least kind of examine the board and try and figure that out. Um, we got Chandler Zavala. Dave is saying draft Odie. Look, I love Odie, but he's too small. He's a day three player. Um, hey, if we're we not going to pick up uh, investment QB, got Tanner McKee. I'm not convinced the Vikings will be in on Tanner McKee. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't exude modern day quarterback, and I think that's going to be a big deal for um, this regime. Mm-hmm. where they're going to want a guy who's a little bit more on the mobile side, and I just don't think that's him. Um, Anthony making a good point, Dave. Let's look at wide receiver. Oh, there we go. There's the guy. We're going to take A.T. Perry, West Wake Forest. This is Quentin Johnston dollar store version. But My question is, if we took um, the corner, would Perry be available – for at 95. I don't know. And I think it, based on this really. corner class, it's smarter to take the wide receiver. And I think the Vikings will agree with that. Okay. Boom. Well, there's Trice. I'm, I'm going to take a look at. We need corners. Prices. So, elite size and strength, really good agility, um, great broad, average vertical, um, like 74th percentile essentially across the board, 10-yard, 20-yard, 40-yard split, 9.89 relative athletic score. For a guy that tall, he's only got 32 and 3 eighths inch arms. That's that's a little bit surprising, but it's not also not a deal breaker. It's just not going to be quite as um, good as it could potentially be. Um, let's go, Trice. I, I don't think he quite meets the um, explosiveness thresholds that the Vikings currently have, but he's also not that far down. Mm-hmm. Um, Doug is asking for trading down. No. Here's why. At this point, no. Um, so – Quasi has mentioned that you don't always want to take like 10 picks in a draft. They did last year because they needed depth. Um, but at a certain point you want to just attack. Um, you want to attack with really good players and the Vikings, I think having like now they have seven total picks. I think that's a really good spot. Like seven is a good number. The Vikings only, uh, they have, 67 players on their roster right now. They need to get 90 for preseason. So they'll, let's say they draft seven. They'll have, they can bring in 16 UDFAs. Not bad, right? That sounds pretty good. Um, but let's keep looking. So we already have a defensive lineman. We have a wide receiver. We have a corner. So now is, an, it could be an interesting time for quarterback. Um, Let's keep let's keep looking at what we've got here. Dorian Williams, um, linebacker. Dorian Williams is is one I'm going to keep in mind absolutely, but he's also not from a, a power five school, and I think that's going to make a difference because the Vikings have not drafted one under Quasio Flamenza. Ten guys and one UDFA, all power five last year. Yeah, Chase but, Brown, I'm not I'm not into at all. Um, that could be. Just coincidence. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We only have one point of data last year. Yeah. Stop. 
here's a guy I think they'll be interested in. Ivan Pace Jr. And it's in, into for a different reason than you might expect. This guy is a pass rusher at middle linebacker. Like, if you want to talk about blitzing, Ivan Pace is one of the best blitzers in college football. He went from um, Miami of Ohio to Cincinnati, nine and a half sacks last year. Um, really, really good football player. Um, but he doesn't move laterally well. And I think pairing him with Asamoah, like on early downs, I think could be really fun. And his, ab- his absolute worst case outcome is he's just a behemoth on special teams, which we could utilize, honestly. Um, fourth round picks, you'd like them to eventually contend for a starting job. But like by year three or four, but you're not going to expect them to start. I think Ivan Pace would be a really nice selection here. So we're going to take him. That versatility element, I think, is going to be really intriguing for Brian Flores. So, so far, we have a defensive lineman, wide receiver, corner, and a linebacker. Now, I don't know if they'll end up taking more interior defensive linemen. I'm going to go no. I want to look at quarterback here, Dave. Okay. So Dan mentions that Quasi didn't have his guy scouting here yet. You're correct, but it, it, like it, that'll be more in tune this year as far as what he likes. That they'll be like uh, targeting it a little more, but they still had information. So I, I feel semi comfortable making some of these um, correlations. But I think you're right. We need more info. So let's take a look at quarterback. Um, we have. It is. Oh, I got you. Okay. Ain't that? Why am I not seeing? It's right underneath Search. trades. Duh. All quarterback. Bingo. I think I've done this a hundred times. All right, we have McKee DTR. Hainer, Clayton Toon, Stetson Bennett, Adrian O'Connell, Malik Cunningham, Jaron Hall, there's one of your hard drops, Tyson Badgett, Max Dugan. That's it. I can't believe Malik Cunningham's above Jaron Hall. That's a that's a travesty. That's I'm sorry. I no. No, I, I understand. I love Jaron Hall. No, no, that's bad. That's awful process. Um, Anthony says we should take Hayner. I really like Hayner. Um, here's what I think the Vikings will do. I think of all these guys, they're going to go with Dorian Thompson Robinson. Um, the plus upside working with Kevin O'Connell in those gifts. You just have like somebody mentioned in the chat, um, the Bozo gene. Yep. He's got the Bozo gene. But he's, he makes plays like a first-round pick. And if you can kind of even some of that out, I think there there could be something there. But there's work to do, and especially as a five-year starter. But I think that's what Kevin O'Connell's brought here for. So we're going to take Dorian Thompson-Robinson here. And um, I think that would be the way the Vikings went. If I was making the pick, Dave, it's Jaron Hall. And it's not even close. Um, I love Jaron Hall. Hayner, I guess, would probably be the closest. But I... I love Jaron Hall. He is my guy. All right, so 158 and 211. We can kind of go wherever we want here. We filled needs. We've got value. Now let's take a look at players. I think Deuce Vaughn's a really interesting proposition here. Um, He's only available here because of his size, not because of his talent. His talent is great. Um, He's got a lot of it. Um, But at the same time, He's 5'5". Five, five. Uh, mm-hmm. You're expecting him to be Darren Sproles. He kind of plays like him. It's a very lazy comp, but you don't have a lot of um, data on guys who are that who are small at the position. So that's why those comps are made. Um, Oluwatimi, the dude's just um, discount Garrett Bradbury. I don't, I don't – maybe – let's take a look at the rest of the board. Sean Tucker I really like, but there's rumors of a heart condition. But he did put up 29 reps on the bench today at uh, his uh, workout because he was waiting on getting medical clearance from the NFL. 
Um, Sean Tucker could go undrafted because of that. I love Keaton Mitchell, but he's got some. He's got a little size issue himself. He's like 5'9", 181. Um, I'll be honest. If I'm taking any of these guys if as the Vikings, I'm probably going to end up taking Deuce Vaughn because he's got a little bit of everything. Broderick yeah, Martin. He's 5'5". Five, five. Yeah. No. Why are no, you yelling at me? No, 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 no. Quasi likes 90, 90th percentile guys. 5'5 five, five is not 90th percentile of squat. Not even close. Well, it's 90th percentile of 5'6". Hey. See what I got to deal right. with, folks? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you hush over there, Dave. You hush. Now, I think there's a couple positions we should be looking at. One is edge. If there's any decent edge guys that we're going to want to look at, um, who, anybody who's left who has promise, you got Mike Morris. That's a familiar name. Um, that we like out of these bunch. And the other one. Okay. So. Interior O-line. Dave, the only guys that he had um, in the 90th percentile or higher in height were the three defensive backs and Asezi Otomewo. Jalen Naylor was 30th percentile. Luigi Villain, 36th. Brian Osmo at 22nd. Um, Sorry, I was looking at the wrong column. Brian Osmo was 25th. Darian Lowe, 25th. Like, size isn't as big of an issue, but I also understand. Um, David, he could be two feet if he's good. Um, Guys that small, I only see as possibly kick returners, punt returners. That's it, period. They're going to get killed. I I think that uh, Deuce Vaughn is a worthy – yeah, I am why Dave drinks. Um, it is me and only me. Um, it's nothing to do with his kids. Anything like that is only me. Um, as he pours another drink because I'm trying to talk him into a 5-5 running back. Um, listen, this is, the, this is the point of the draft where you take chances on talented players that have deficiencies. And that's why I'm talking like oh, yeah. I think Deuce Vaughn might be that guy. Let's take a look at the running backs, though. Maybe I'll change my mind. All right. I'm willing to do that. You gotta scroll up. I'm trying. No. Tucker, I'm taking off the board because of unknown medicals. Um, I don't have access to it, but I've heard they're not good, so I'm just gonna kind of stay away. Um, if anybody's gonna be willing to take on a player with medicals, it's the Vikings, just because they have a great medical staff at this point. Keaton Mitchell, I love. I really do. He's so much fun. Um, but again, G5 guy. Let's keep scrolling down. I don't think they'll be into Kenny McIntosh. He tested abysmal, just abysmal. Um, Travis Dye is average. Evan Hall, here's an interesting one. Local guy. Kind of, his stock is really low because he played at. Well, Northwestern, Northwestern's really bad. Um, th- I, th- I like this one a lot. Anthony Thompson, uh, ran a fourth. Ibrahim. Yeah, but to me that doesn't scream Viking, um, okay. especially because he's, he's that much older. He's a sixth-year guy. I think Evan Hall. Let's go Evan Mateo, Hall. Mateo, Mateo, Mateo. Evan Hall. We now have another running back. That makes All right, so we 437 are at, we have in the room. Our last 11. pick. Jalen Moreno Cropper is an interesting guy. I really like him a lot. Um, he graded out pretty well for me, like mid-fourth. Um, maybe it was late third. It's in that kind of range. I really liked his game. Um, more explosive than I gave him credit for in live watches. 
Um, just a really sound slot type receiver. He can win on the outside if you need him to. Um, reliable. Just he is a nice little safety blanket. Um, he is bigger than the 172. I think he weighed in at 185 at the combine, I want to say. Um, he's not that small. Well, he's not 5'5". Five five. No, he's 5'11". Anthony thinks we should go for another corner, which is not a half bad idea. Well, let's let's scroll down the board. Let's see who's available. Clayton Toon. Trey Dean's more of a slot. Um, doesn't scream vehicles. Viking. He ran like a he ran like a four seven. He's more of a, a thumper than a cover guy. Um, talented player. Grant Dubose is an interesting one. Only has only played football for a few years. Had some wow plays in the Senior Bowl, but had some like head scratchers too. That could be a really nice dart throw here. Um, let's keep scrolling. Jonah Tavai. Jake Andrews is a guy I've, I've liked taking a lot here. Um, quality center. Not going to wow you, but not going to be a disaster either. Um, Ventrell Miller is not a Viking. Um, too slow. Too many injury issues. Um, Ventrell that. Miller would have been a great linebacker in like – Two thousand, like the year two thousand, Ventrell Miller would have been like a first or second round pick. Yes, Mateo, I concur. He took guys with injury histories, but you hope those things go away. Jake Andrews sounds like the guy. We get a backup center. So if uh, our center shits the bed in this fifth year, we can get rid of him? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. And that's it, folks. The draft is in the books. We are looking at our grades. And, of course, I'm sure none of this will happen tomorrow. But it has been fun doing these mock drafts all the way up into the draft. And our grades. We get an A- minus for Brian Brisset. We get a B-plus on the trade. We get a B for A.T. Perry. An A for Corey Trice. A B-plus for Ivan Pace. A D-minus. For DTR, an absolute F for Evan Hall, and an A minus for Jake Andrews. Overall grade A minus, not bad. Hey, we'll take it. Mm-hmm. So that is that. Thank you all for joining. Um, This is going to be a really fun week. You will want to um, keep things tabbed for this network. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. You're also going to want to um, have notifications on for the Vikings Wire. We are going to have a lot, a lot, a lot coming. We've already posted about 13 things today, and there's even more coming. Um, This is... This is one of the best weeks of the year. Be careful who you get your information from. And remember, everybody's trying to blow smoke up your ass. And I, I say that <laughs> with all due respect because they want you to think things are, aren't the, what they are. Thank you all for joining. We will see you Wednesday night where I will have three guests. JP Acosta from SB Nation, Kevin Fielder from the Vikings Wire, and AJ Schulte from RPM Data. We're literally just going to sit and have a roundtable, and we're going to talk NFL draft, different scenarios. This will be a really good um, show for those of you in the comments. We're literally just going to talk draft, so there's not going to be anything specific we're going to talk about, just just draft. So if you have any questions or stuff we want to talk about, 
jump in the comments. We're just it's just going to be a bar roundtable essentially with four guys uh, who know a lot about this process and about this class. So we're going to have a lot of fun. In the meantime, producer Dave and myself, Skull Vikings, everybody, Skull Vikings, like, subscribe. And ring the bell to get notifications. It helps us grow this community. And we all love our Minnesota Vikings. And on behalf of Tyler Fornis and myself, Dave Stefano, thank you so dearly for watching The Real Forno Show. Skull, everyone!